It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available, of course, every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. It is another weekend around Australia, and it is a Saturday morning, April the 22nd for 2023. And coming up this morning, we are talking... Talking again with Cameron Murray, who we spoke to on Thursday. We didn't have time to get all of that interview in, so he is back with an insightful look into the rents for 2023 and what was happening in the rental market a few years ago. Also, Anthony Landau is back looking at this very competitive question around banks and what they are offering mortgage holders. It's very clear that the banks want to hold on to as many borrowers as humanly possible. So it's a great time to negotiate. And talking of negotiations, if you are chasing real estate around the country today on this Saturday morning, good luck with your endeavours and any transactions that you might be closing on today. The Real Estate Breakfast sounds like this. Very difficult to attract top talent. Being selfless is one of the main drivers of our business growth. New agents are not silly. They can see what sort of principle they're working alongside of. We're in the age of extreme visibility. One search on realestate.com, you can see exactly how active an agency is, how active an agent is. People do pay attention to whose name are on those listings. What's a key moment of the year that you can sort of reflect on and share? I think I would give that moment to Victoria. She secured a property and a buy a $20 million sale done. It's an absolute stunning Floridian style mansion. And I think that would be the highlight of the year. What about dealing with people scrambling, trying to lock in their financing at the moment amongst these rate rises? We've definitely seen the top end of the market drop off a little bit over the last probably three to four months in particular. The lower end areas of Adelaide still seem to be performing probably that north of 2 million. There is a lot less buy number in that sort of buy pool now. The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. And coming up on Monday, we are talking about property stress and anxiety of what you might be feeling in the current real estate market. And we're going to be talking to Dr. Arthur Stabilidis, who is a clinical psychologist. And we're going to be talking about things like the cost of of living pressures and why people can't afford to buy a property may be feeling a little bit left behind or inadequate compared to their peers. So that is all coming up on Monday morning. If you're celebrating your birthday, happy birthday to you for April the 22nd. And you are sharing your birthday with the man who was in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest out of the 70s. And then in the 80s, he did that follow-up movie with Stanley Kubrick, The Shining. Yes, Jack Nicholson. He's celebrating his 86th birthday today. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on that all-important Saturday weather. And first we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. An 80% chance of some showers today. 
and expecting a high of 22 degrees. In Melbourne, cloudy with sunshine and 21. In Brisbane, fine with a possible shower, I think about 40% chance. 27 is your forecast high and Perth is the place to be. Sunny with 31. It's your Saturday morning real estate breakfast. The rental market and the squeeze of all of that, there's a lot of uh, panicking that's going on, not just in Australia, but right around the world with this issue. Some people are saying, well, do people fully understand what is actually going on with the rental squeeze in the rental market? Yeah, look, it's it's a really big deal for a lot of people right now because rents are rising very quickly. A lot of people obviously haven't spent decades studying the rental markets and thinking about the market as a, as a system as a whole and really just thought about it from their experience. I look at it as a whole and I also look internationally at what's, what's happening abroad. And you can go all over Europe and find the exact same patterns of tight rental markets in the cities. You can go to North America and find the same thing. So I think what we're seeing is really a product of a few things that happened during this this uh, you know, COVID shock. Firstly, people left the cities in 2020. And that was already after a couple of years of declining rents in Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne. So people forget there were headlines in 2018 saying stuff like, oh, landlords taking a double whammy, prices and rents falling at their fastest rates. We forget this so quickly. Yes, that's true, because if you look at the rents back in 2020 in the capitals, they had fallen in some cases by quite a bit. And then they fell further as people fled to the regions. So if you look where the rates are now, how do they compare to, let's say, back in 2016, 2017? They're not that much higher than they were six or seven years ago. And you can see that in the data. It's, it's really true. And if you look back at the media headlines in 2016, we had all the same sort of headlines in, in Sydney and Melbourne. So part of it is just an adjustment back. And part of it is the, the change in wealth and income distribution during the COVID shock means that essentially higher income and higher wealth people use that income to expand their housing consumption by moving into bigger and better houses. Now, a lot of those people were first home buyers. We actually had record first home buying during 2021 and 2022. And so they created new households and they, we sort of filled up the houses we had by spreading ourselves thinner because everyone wanted a spare room. And so now, uh, as everyone's trying to move back to the city, those people who used to you know, share with three people in a house but now only have one couple, they don't want to give up that room anymore. They like it how it is. And we've also had that that kick in immigration into the, the capital cities at the very same time as all this is going on, which which I think is, is not helping in the short term either. But if we look to the US, we can we can see the future. The rental market has just started falling in the United States in the last couple of months. The average rental price is advertised across the whole country because they had the same type of back to the city rental squeeze, but just a little bit ahead of Australia. So my prediction there is we'll see the growth rate in rents falling quite substantially in the second half of this year as people sort of adjust back, fill up those empty rooms as the current wave of dwellings gets completed. We've got record dwellings under construction right now. So I think all those adjustments will happen in the second half of this year and rental growth will soften up. 
We unpack all the important stuff so you're better informed. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, a couple of days ago, I mentioned the competitive landscape in the banking industry for mortgage loans has had a a notable impact on the stability of the housing market as both investors and homeowners alike are finding opportunities to secure more favourable variable interest rates on their existing mortgages without the need to switch lenders. Now, this is quite interesting. As a result, this trend is contributing to a reduction in the risk of forced or cut-priced sales, thereby lending greater resilience to the market as a whole. So we're going to bring in Anthony Landau. We spoke to Anthony just yesterday from Equilibria Finance. And Anthony, many mortgage advisors are saying it's highly advisable to take advantage of this favourable trend by exploring your options. What do you think? Yeah, g'day, Craig. There's a, there's a, there's quite a bit in all of that, but yeah, the, the housing market has has stayed resilient. Um, we're not seeing a lot of people at this stage going, look, um, having to throw their keys in, if you like. But what we're seeing in the marketplace is twofold. We're seeing mortgage holders, whether it's a homeowner or an investor, being able to renegotiate very good rates on the existing loans. Often what we see is new to business rates being a little bit better than what an existing mortgage holder can renegotiate with their current provider. But we're encouraging all of our clients and we're assisting all of our clients. First port of call, if you're coming off a fixed rate or when we're reviewing a variable rate is talk to an existing provider. There's a number of existing providers who are repricing existing mortgages at new to business rates. Second point is, if that's not happening, or if there's an opportunity to look more broadly in the market, it's an incredibly um, competitive marketplace at the moment. Credit flows for pre-approvals for purchases for investors are down 30 to 40%. Refinance flows are up about 60%. So it's a really competitive market for the refinances, for those looking at capturing new to business. There's cashback incentives, there's good rates on the variable side, albeit we're still finding fixed rates are a little bit above variables. They are starting to come down interestingly, which might be flagging banks, people are building in the fact that we've seen the worst of those interest rate rises. Yeah, it's interesting because if you look at the rate rises themselves for the bank, they're a bit of a precursor, aren't they? Because people are shopping around and it is so competitive, there's probably this spike in the banking sector, hence the reason why they're more favourable with the, the interest rates from the banks. Yeah, well, essentially, we've seen, um, as we know, over the last 12 months, the cash rate rise 3.5%. And and fundamentally, to existing mortgage holders, that's just been passed on to their variable rate. So there's two things that are happening. We've got people coming off their fixed rate going, okay, my rate's now 3 or 4% higher than what my fixed rate was. What's the best rate in the market? And there's people on variable rates who've seen their repayments go up markedly over the last 12 months going, hey, is there a better option out there? It's creating a lot of activity. It's creating a lot of focus on the providers and a competitive marketplace uh, for refinancing right now. Yes. Well, it's interesting because a couple of days ago, I was talking with Cameron Murray and he was talking about those fixed termers, the fixed rate expiry, and he's not as phased by it. This is what he said. But the big thing I think they've got their eye on is the mortgage interest rate cliff. And I'm sure everyone's heard about this. 
I guess my thoughts on that are that this problem is is much smaller than many people think because it's well known in advance. It's not going to be a sudden surprise hit to people's bank balances. They they know it's coming. They've known for a year and they've had plenty of time to build up their offset accounts and things like that. So my personal view is probably more to the side that the mortgage cliff is not such a big deal compared to where I think the RBA is that thinks it probably is a big deal. So if we pause rates now, even though spending's kind of strong, in the next six months, we will see as people's mortgage repayments go up, the effect of what we've done with rates in the last 12 months. So there you go, Anthony. That's a different perspective, isn't it? He's not too phased. Yeah, it's an interesting perspective. I I don't particularly have a strong disagreement with that. There is a lot of media noise and a lot of talk around this sort of mortgage cliff or this fixed rate cliff, and and, and rightly so in the sense that there's about 880,000 or so mortgage holders coming off fixed rates, and there's a much larger percentage of people currently with fixed rates than historically there has been because of the environment we're coming off. However, what we've been seeing in the conversations we've had is people have had time to adjust with their fixed rates going, okay, what's it going to look like once this expires, number one? People are planning for that. They're starting to build those additional repayments into their budget. So it is really the minority that we're seeing or a smaller proportion of the community that's going, hey, we can't actually afford this. We need to relook at maybe downsizing our property, selling off another property. But I don't see uh, similarly from the conversations we're having that sort of mortgage cliff that people have been talking about. But people are adjusting budgets and finding the best rate they can out there in the marketplace when their fixed rate comes off. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you get on with your weekend. Thanks for jumping on this morning. No worries at all, Craig. Thanks, mate. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.